Are you curious on how much your business is worth? Get your free no obligation offer from Open Store at open.store. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly $500 billion by 2025. Recharge is a leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale their subscription offerings. Over 15,000 merchants use subscriptions powered by Recharge to grow their business and their communities by increasing average order value, reducing churn, and providing predictable recurring revenue. Turn transactions into long-term customer relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Check them out at rechargepayments.com forward slash DTC pod. What's up, DTC pod? Today, we are joined by Oriel Davis-Lyons, who is the founder and CEO of Corp Leisure. Uh, so Oriel, why don't you kick us off? Tell us a little bit about uh, you, yourself, and what you're up to with Corp Leisure. Sure. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, I uh, am, I guess, uh, owner and founder of Corp Leisure, but um, that's kind of a new thing for me. I've spent 10 years uh, in the advertising industry as a, as a creative. Um, I started out as a copywriter uh, and then have now been working as a creative director for about four or five years. Um, and that kind of just means, you know, I oversee uh, the building of brands, right? I've done, I've worked on like big global brands. I've worked on very small and kind of unknown brands. I've worked on charities. I've worked on failed presidential campaigns. Um, yeah, it's been a, a pretty interesting uh, career so far. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's also some. It's also one where it allows me to kind of explore other creative outlets, um, and this, uh, you know, core pleasure is kind of the result of that. So, what is for our audience that's listening? What is core pleasure specifically? Uh, I know it's a very unique take on apparel, but why don't you just give us a little like background context and what the inspiration for it was and what your unique take on uh, apparel and corp leisure is. Yeah. So corp leisure is a work from homeware brand um, that is essentially uh, it is reimagining. It's about reimagining the, what you wear to work now that you don't necessarily have to go to an office. And uh, for me, it came about, really because like everyone, I think in kind of 2020 and then 2021, I suddenly didn't have to go to an office. Um, so all the clothes that, you know, in my office section of the wardrobe were kind of irrelevant. And, you know, it went, I went months without putting on jeans, you know, for example. Um, and so that I was kind of in that space for about a year, like everyone. Um, and I think what I noticed was how how much of the office had like disappeared overnight but then the language of like the office was still there right on zoom calls and um in emails it was like we were still in the office but it felt kind of there was a real disconnect because i was sat there in my uh essentially pajamas talking like i was uh you know in a boardroom on wall street or something and it just felt a little bit silly um and i think I kind of, you know, almost thought about it, really thought about the this idea of the brand as a joke, really. It was like a, a way to just comment on that fact 
that we're all sat there kind of uh you know doing our, our day jobs but you know in in slippers um so it kind of started really as a little bit of a joke and i i thought like oh this will be funny and you know maybe we'll give people a laugh um and then people kind of got into it you know and, and i think it kind of hit uh a, a, a bit of a not just a nerve but also a need you know because uh i have personally found that i do need to still separate the what i wear you know when i'm working and what i wear when i'm out on the weekends just so i feel like i i have you know um i'm, I'm not just like completely overrun with work um but yeah that was like the the beginning of it it really just um came out of that that moment right where uh i think we've all we've all been in it um and we're still in it you know and people are now kind of making the choice to either stay in their sweatpants or go back to uh like hard pants you know and go back to the office but um we're still finding that you know people there's a need for corp leisure you know and what I think is really cool about it is you like your brand is really built through language, right? And tapping into like the ethos that you were talking to. Um, so being able to communicate in like very like culturally relevant short form text to be able to convey what your message is, that seems to be like a very strong suit of the brand. And the other thing that I like is, um, you know, when you're building a business, they always say like name, like um, build the, like name the category, create the category, and then you create the, uh, entire opportunity that you can tap into. So what I think is really unique is that through text, you were basically able to like put your flag in the sand around what, uh, corp leisure is as a category. And then from there it opens up all sorts of outlets. So could you walk me through a little bit about how you used like language and text to at least start and launch and convey and tap into these messages? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the language really, you know, came from the emails, it came from the zoom calls, it came from Slack. It's like the language of, you know, working in corporate America, like, you know, I don't say I'm going to talk to you later. I say, I'm going to circle back. Um, or, uh, like we don't say, you know, does everyone agree? We say, are we aligned? You know? So there's this like unique language that we have when we're working. Um, and when you're at home, it feels kind of a little bit alien to be using that language. So I kind of start, I actually just started with a, a, a Google doc and I just started putting these phrases in as I heard them. Um, and I was like, I, I don't need to add much more to that. Everyone knows it. Everyone kind of, uh, understands what that means. Everyone hates it, which is kind of also a big part of the brand is that like, we don't really like using that language. Right. Um, so by the time I had, you know, a page full, uh, of, of those phrases, um, you know, hard stop, um, uh, obviously circle back. Uh, I don't have the bandwidth, which is, uh, still consistently our bestseller. Um, by the time I had that, I had essentially, it felt like I had the brand there. Um, and the name, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in, in naming an idea and the name being very important. And until you've got a name, you don't necessarily have an idea. Um, that I think that kind of came at a moment. It was kind of like a shower thought, you know, it just, um, popped into my head one day when I was thinking about athleisure and I was like, well, what's the opposite of athleisure? What do you wear when you're doing nothing but zoom calls and, and corp leisure kind of brought that all together. Um, but yeah, it is, it is really a, a, a language-based brand 
Uh, and the good thing is that there is so much of that language out there. Like I've still, I've got like three pages of those phrases, right. That I can keep using. Um, and then that extends, I think the way that that extends beyond, um, just the products is like, like as a brand, you know, we kind of now exist to make working from home as comfortable as possible. Right. And if that means you need, uh, you know, sweatpants and a t-shirt, for you know for a presentation then that's what we have if that means you need a blanket you know so you can go and take a nap in between calls then that's what we do as well you know so that language has kind of given us our purpose essentially and our identity um which uh yeah it's as a copywriter for me that it helps because i know immediately like what the world is that i'm trying to build for the brand you know and i know what we do sound like and what we don't sound like, you know? So that's another thing I'm really excited to get into is, is copywriting, creative direction, um, and branding and these, and what sounds very, the way you put it, it sounds very simple. It's like, Oh, we're corp leisure. Yes. We use language and we can offer all these things and be able to support everything that people are doing as they work from home. Um, I think the beauty is in the simplicity, the fact that you're able to like take this concept of corp leisure, create and be like, oh, I have, you know, tons and tons of pages about like what the language could be of products that we haven't created yet. And we know we're here to create products to support everything around the work from home in this corp leisure sort of culture. So um, why don't we take a step back and just kind of talk a little bit through creative direction and execution for other brands. Like what are some of the frameworks and what were some of the lessons that you think about when you think about creative direction and brand building? Cause you're obviously able to spin it up very well into your own brand, but a lot of people out there, you know, it's really hard for them not only to pick a name, but to like get that whole cohesion and brand cohesion from their name to their products, to their end customer and have all of that mesh, um, really well. So are there any like frameworks that you work out of or how do you think about creative direction in that sort of lens? Sure. Yeah. I, I think, you know, for me, it really helps when you know your purpose, right? And um, I spend a lot of time in my day, whether I'm, you know, working on corp leisure or anything else, um, thinking, okay, what is, what is the purpose of like this brand or this piece of communication? Um, and then what's the takeaway that I want people to take from it, you know? Um, and I think no, for me, knowing the purpose, right. Knowing as corp leisure, you know, we exist to make working from home more comfortable. Um, that gives me that purpose so that every time I'm thinking about, you know, okay, this image or this set of words, I can hold it up against that and say, does it express that, you know? And I think that's, just something that it takes time and it does take practice getting to that like what is your purpose in like one line um but you might have to write a hundred variations of it right and and that is kind of what i've done in the past um you know it's it's only a little bit easier now because i've got you know over a decade of experience doing it but you might have to write 100 or 200 variations of that purpose to get to one that you feel like okay, this I can put up on the wall and then everything that I do in terms of, uh, you know, if you go and you get a photo shoot uh, shoot done, do I, can I put this up against that purpose and and say this reflects that, you know? And um, I think that is kind of at the heart of creative direction, 
right? You're always judging like these creative pieces of a puzzle, but you have to keep in mind um, that original purpose and that original like spirit of the brand. Um, and you're, and that I think is, that is the role. That's the difference between, you know, me as a copywriter 10, you know, eight, 10 years ago, whatever, um, where I'm just thinking about the words, but, and, and then as you move into like creative direction, you, you have to have an eye over all of it. Um, and you have to have that, that kind of main kind of core purpose, like rooted in your brain at all times. So, um, yeah, it, it helps with a brand like Corp Leisure. It's very defined. Right. It's like you said about creating a category. It's kind of a, a, you know, a category that didn't fully exist. Like we were all doing it, but no one had named it. Um, so it's a little easier. But it, it, yeah, it can be harder when you're in a category that there are already people, lots of people. Right. But it, it's important to spend that time. I think, you know, go and go and get a cabin in the woods if you need to. And just like don't leave until you come out with that line, you know, that gives you your purpose, because that will make uh brand building and creative direction a lot easier. I think that's a really good way to think about it. It's almost like you create this lens through which you can kind of view everything, right? Um, And I think that without it, things become very overwhelming because then you're trying to evaluate every, every individual decision on its own. But once you have a lens where you say, this is my filter, this is what can clear it, this is what can't clear it, all of a sudden those decisions start to become easier and easier and easier and more aligned. So um, I think that's a really helpful framework for brands to to think through things and think through what brand really is. It's what's your purpose and what's the lens or filter that I can create to help evaluate all my decisions using the same sort of framework. And does every decision that I'm making tie back to my North Star that I've created for my brand? Um, So... Uh, moving on to copywriting, right? Because I know you guys have done a really good job of that. Uh, and I know this is something that's also, uh, on the minds of a lot of brands at the end of the day, people communicate with language. So whether you're corp leisure and you're actually using language to communicate a brand and a message with text, or you're a brand who's communicating to customers through whether it's email communication, marketing, copy, ad copy, any of this stuff, copywriting touches on really everything we do and is really fundamental at the core of, of business and brand building. So, um, you know, can you walk us through a little, some of the frameworks that you use as you think about copywriting as it pertains to the stuff that you're doing in Corp Leisure and some of the stuff and other projects that you've worked on with uh, other brands? Yeah. Um, so I guess in, in my, you know, job uh, as a copywriter for other brands, like it is kind of my whole job is to, inhabit their voice or sometimes give them a voice right if they are a new brand or they re-energize a voice right um and the, the the mark of a good copywriter is if they can kind of work on a lot of different brands and uh and and capture that tone capture the tone of that brand like quickly um uh i think you know I, I, as a process um i think you'd have to do you do have to spend time with whether it's your brand or someone else's, you have to really look at what they've done um, and get a sense of, okay, like where have they been? But also then look at, okay, what is what is the language like out in the world, right? And for me, looking at, uh, for something like Corp Leisure, um, I knew that the, the language shouldn't be uh, all sunshine and rainbows, you know? Like that was not the feeling uh, that most people had when they are working 
at home, right? We're kind of like a lot of the time people, you know, maybe still now, but definitely when the brand was created, a lot of the time people were felt like they were kind of grinding through it. So the job of my like copywriting for Corp Leisure was to reflect that sense of like um, slightly kind of worn out, you know, slightly cynical, uh, you know, maybe a little sarcastic sometimes, um, you know, and that was the right tone for, for Corp Leisure, but it's not always going to be right for everyone. I think the only real advice is if you, if you struggle to write yourself, then find a good copywriter. It is, uh, like you said, it, it literally, it is everything, right? Is every page on your website, every post you, you put up on social, um, every email you send, the language is the tone is the voice of your brand. Um, so if you can find someone who can help you craft that it's worth, I think it's worth it. I'm very fortunate in that that's what I've spent my career doing. Um, but if not, I think try and not, do not try and write in a way that is, that doesn't feel like you, right? Just, I think that's, people will know, like people know when you're, you're putting on a voice, right? Um, so I think it's important to maybe spend some time again, go back to that cabin in the woods and, and go, okay, like if I was gonna, if I was just gonna tell someone in a conversation about this product, how would I do it? You know, and the chances are, like, if you're going to tell a friend, uh, you know, over drinks or something or telling someone at a barbecue, like that's kind of your natural voice. Um, and probably somewhere within that is is your brand, because when you speak naturally, especially about your own brand and about your own kind of product, that's when you talk with passion. Right. And if you could potentially maybe record yourself doing that you'd probably hear those words that you use when you're excited about, you know, telling someone about this new product that you've got. Um, and that's kind of your voice and that could be your brand. So I, I, that's kind of the only, you know, advice that I probably can give in terms of that anyone could execute, right. Is to, uh, to not stray too far from your own voice and start there and eventually you will get to like a more refined like brand voice right as you grow but i think start with your own voice um write it as you would to a friend and then you can go back and edit and you can tidy it up but um yeah i think for me corp leisure feels kind of like an extension of of me really you know it's how i was feeling at the time um so that's what made it easier i think for me to kind of uh get the brand together, you know, and give it its voice. No, absolutely. And kind of what you said, this, this is, this is a representation of all the different projects that you've worked on in the past and the skill sets that you've cultivated. So, um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about how you landed on commerce and did you have experience with like doing merchandise in the past? Was this your first foray into it? How did you start thinking about like building your collection and merchandise and starting to actually gear up to launch your products? I, I didn't have any experience in, in uh, commerce or um, apparel. My wife was a, a, a fashion buyer for many years, um, but you know, that didn't really translate to anything that I, I could do. Um, uh, I think, you know, I, I started obviously with the idea, like I was like, it would be funny to reimagine uh, workwear now that we don't have to go to an office. 
I started with that idea and I was like, how do I make this happen? Um, kind of as not just as quickly as possible, but with just like as few complications. Like I didn't want, I'm personally, I wasn't going to learn screen printing, you know, um, because I wouldn't be able to do it well enough, right. To, uh, to the standard that I'd be happy with, you know, and that's kind of not the core of the idea. So for me, I was like approaching it like, okay, how do I get this out in the world? Um, while the idea, while I have the, the, the idea and while I have the kind of momentum, um, and you know, and how do I, how do I do it in a way that I don't, um, go completely broke, you know, and have to, and have to go and raise a whole bunch of money. Like, and I, I get some products, you have to do that. You have to, you know, they need that investment, right. To kind of see the light of day. Um, I was just kind of fortunate that, uh, there are services out there, right. That, um, allow you to, if you have the design, if you have the brand in mind, you can kind of put it together pretty quickly. Right. And you can put it together, uh, you know, on a bit of a shoestring. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of started really with a very minimal like range, I guess. Um, it was maybe five t-shirts and a, and a hoodie or something, I think. Um, and, and I just really tested the waters you know, about, and, and I used, um, I used LinkedIn. That was kind of the first place, uh, I went, I didn't have an Instagram at the time. Um, I, I went to LinkedIn because that's actually where I had a bit of a kind of following, you know? Um, so I started there thinking it would kind of be a joke for people on LinkedIn. Um, and then we started selling, which was kind of cool, you know, to see. Um, and then I started thinking about, okay, well, what's, what's the cadence of like releasing new products, you know? Um, and, and also as you start looking at like your own analytics, you go, you start to see what's selling, like, what does that have in common with something else? Like, why does something not sell, you know? So it's been a lot of like fine tuning. Um, but in terms of just getting going, you know, I started with almost like the bare minimum, you know? Um, and I, I'm a big believer in not waiting for perfection. Right. Um, because it's just also another way to procrastinate and lose the momentum and get distracted. Um, so getting something out in the world, right. And getting the reaction, right. Is a great way to just kind of, uh, keep that motivation up. Once you see people are interested and, and, and like your idea, it's a lot easier to kind of put the extra work in to like make the site look prettier or develop a new, um, you know, new products. So, yeah. And the other thing that I think is really interesting about Corp Leisure and, you know, you got you as a creative and, and building everything out is I think apparel specifically, you know, it's a vehicle, right? And what you're monetizing and what you're able to sell with your brand and Corp Leisure is the... Like, is the ideas that you're selling, right? There are these like little memes and the things that you're creating, that's really what you're selling. Whereas you have other apparel brands who might sell like a certain product because of the quality and the craftsmanship of their design or another one who might sell it because, you know, it, of the art that is on it. And it's like real art that's been created. So like apparel is just a canvas upon which you can use to, um, you know, spread your message. So I think it's really neat that you you realize that your unfair advantage here was the brand that you've created, was the language, was the the memes and 
all that sort of thing and use the apparel as a vehicle to like spread that. And then from there, you're able to test like, okay, what's working and what's working in, in the wild. Obviously you need the, you know, the, the right level of craftsmanship and a good quality product. Otherwise, um, you know, it's not going to sell, but beyond that, once you're there, now you're starting to test and validate like the ideas and the messaging and not only just ideas and messaging, but like the coupling of the ideas and the messaging with the product they're on. Right? So when you have a, per my last email sort of thing. You're like, okay, does this language, is that working better on a hat, a mug, a mouse pad? Like where is the best medium, the physical medium for that message? So is that kind of also how you think about things? Is that something that excites you in the creative process? Yeah, that's been one of the most interesting parts of it and a big learning for me, right? Because I've not done this before, um, is just almost getting that like real time feedback in, um, looking at okay what combination like you said what combination of message and product really works um and seeing some of the things that are surprising right like you think one product is gonna like go really well and it doesn't and then you know the sticker sheet <laughs> that we that, that i you know threw together is kind of like consistently just uh everyone wants stickers i guess to put all over the laptop so you kind of it gives you a real insight into like okay how are people seeing this brand as part of their lives right um what investment in it are they willing to make what do i need to do to um you know increase that investment or make it give it value right because i think right now it's it's you're buying into the joke you know and that's the that is the brand right it's kind of that like wink and nod that hey yeah like i get it we all talk like this isn't it kind of ridiculous um but yeah i, I want to also think about the brand as like if I go back to that purpose of like making work, working from home as comfortable as possible for everyone, that then allows us, allows me to kind of take it beyond just the jokes, right? And it's something I've thought about. It's like the longevity of the brand and the evolution of it. Um, you know, no one likes the, the, you know, no one finds it funny if you tell the same joke over and over. So, for me, I'm kind of thinking about, okay, how can the brand evolve now that I've got these learnings about like what people want and what they like, um, you know, can we evolve to something where, uh, yeah, like you said, like we can get a little more like artistic with the designs, you know, would that work? I don't know. Um, but I think that's, it's something that I enjoy, um, uh, about it because it's uh it, it you're just building it in real time you're just seeing how things work and you're piecing it together and um yeah i quite i, I do really uh find that part of it fascinating i look at the the analytics you know quite a lot you know this is important i think as as the outward brand building right um yeah so what um what were some of the things that I know you mentioned like the sticker pack and some of these other ones, but like, why don't you walk us through what are, what are some of the products that like really took off and what were maybe some of the ones that you thought were going to take off and didn't do as well as you had anticipated? Sure. Um, so yeah, the stickers, um, you know, still going strong. Uh, uh, I think the, the things that are, you know, when you think about, what do you use while you're, I'm stood here at my desk? Like, what am I using during the day? I think um, that's always been a good way to think about it. You know, like mugs, like literally, you know, everyone is at the desk drinking tea or coffee or whatever all day. Um, you know, so the mugs have been kind of like a, a staple. Um, it's funny, like uh, I mentioned earlier, I don't have the bandwidth being kind of the number one, like 
uh, design, you know, that I think since we started, basically, that was like one of the first um, designs that I did. And it's been like the number one design ever since. And it's kind of, I think it says something about like just where we are in, you know, in the world, like where everyone's kind of, you know, a little bit overworked, um, you know, and in need of a break. Um, but it's also a nice like declaration as well. It's not just, uh, uh, something you've heard in an email. It's something that's kind of like, you know, about boundaries, which is, um, is cool. Um, so that's, you know, and, and this, I realized the simple, the simple stuff, uh, does always work right. This, and the brand is kind of simple by nature and by design. Um, I only just recently started to introduce, um, color, you know, for essentially for the first year we, it was all black and white and that was on purpose and it still mostly is. Um, and I've just started to kind of introduce color and I was, and really just thinking about, okay, how can the brand evolve? Um, you know, how do we make sure that someone who's bought a t-shirt last year has something else to buy? Right. Um, and has another way to kind of get into the brand. Uh, so we've just introduced color for the first time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit trial and error. There's definitely things that just didn't work. I, I thought the, I thought the idea of an executive beanbag was hilarious. Um, and, uh, we didn't sell a single, single one. So, uh, there's things like that where, you know, I've, I could create a whole store with stuff that hasn't really worked. Um, you know, or people like it. And that's the thing you you find as well. People, they like the joke, but maybe, you know, you, you, yeah. What, what am I going to do with a, a giant beanbag, um, corpleisure beanbag and, you know, in my limited space. Right. So, um, I think I realize now there is value in being able to create things quickly. Right. And, and almost create them for the joke, right. And create them for, um, it's not, it's not about selling them. It's not about kind of, uh, you know, doing a certain number of them. It's, it's actually about, does this add to that brand, like the, the brand story, right? So the beanbag didn't sell a single one, but it's a funny post on Instagram. It's a funny thing to do. Right. And it goes back to that, you know, uh, purpose of making working from home as comfortable as possible. Um, and sometimes I think that's, you know, that's the value. So I'm kind of, I look at things like that where, okay, maybe it's not about selling this particular thing, but it's, it, this is a, a this is more, it's like content, you know, and because of the way that the, the brand and the kind of production is all set up, it's like, I can do that. You know, um, I can respond to things really quickly. Uh, you know, when I think Elon Musk told all of Twitter to go back to the office or else like, you know, I could respond like almost immediately with a specific design and a discount code for all Twitter employees, you know? Um, so stuff like that, where you realize the value is, is in building the brand and not always just the numbers of a specific product. Yeah. And I, I, I also just love kind of what we had just touched on just that concept of how, when you're building that brand and building all these messaging, how like the person who might buy something that's on a beanbag versus buy it, that's on a hat. It's like, 
it can be the same message, but it communicates something totally different. Even if you think about the stickers, right? Like me wearing the, I don't have the bandwidth on my shirt, that's saying something different than say having it on my hat, which is saying something different than it's just a sticker on my laptop. So just like thinking about all the different combinations of, of brand messaging and product, like it, it, it's, it's really cool to think about. Um, and then moving on a little bit further, um, just in terms of like how you spin this up, because there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, think about building brands around like culture and memes and like text and uh, tapping into a specific niche. So what what were some of the tools that you used to spin this up? Were you doing print on demand? Were you uh, inventorying anything like what like when you were just getting going? What was your what was your game plan and what was your stack and what were some of the tools you relied on to help you pull off Corp Leisure? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I was kind of looking for the um, simplest way to get the idea out there, um, knowing that I'm kind of very limited in my experience and, and skills with this. So, like, um, I didn't want inventory, like having inventory, right, would have been a, a big barrier for me because it means I've got to go and source it. I've got to buy a minimum quantity. I've got to print it. I've got to store it. I've got to ship it. Um, and I really wanted something where it was, it allowed me to focus on building the brand and less about the logistics of delivering that, um, particularly when you have so many options. So like print on demand was like, uh, it was great. You know, it was uh, uh, Printify, Printful, like all those uh, ones that I think, you know, people are doing the same thing with, right? Um, uh, have been kind of really the core of getting the brand started you know, um, Squarespace, like, you know, it, it's, I've built a ton of websites in Squarespace and, and it does the integration, right. That you can get between, um, the, you know, your, your, you know, corporate leisure site and the, um, the, the printing sites, Printful, print, Printify, like that kind of takes a huge amount of work, um, off my plate that allows me then to focus it on like, the actual brand itself, right? And and there will be a point, I think, where if, you know, as the brand grows, that you have to maybe make that switch, right? You have to kind of um, start thinking about inventory and start thinking about how you deliver, you know, the brand uh, a little bit differently. But those were the, the, the two main things um, because I was comfortable with both of those, you know, like, uh, and obviously Photoshop, I know my way around that, you know, I'm not a designer by trade, but I do know how to, you know, get something together. So between Photoshop, Squarespace, Printful, Printify, um, there's a few others now that, you know, handle things like returns and, and um, tracking and things like that. Like I've got all these connections going. Um, you know, that was kind of the, the, the beginning. That was the building blocks of, of the brand. Um, and uh, yeah, so far, you know, so far so good it's uh it's pretty impressive like what you can do i think with a combination of those uh those things and the other thing that's really inspirational about what you're doing is the fact that you're able to do this almost like as a side hustle right like you've been a creative director you've had all these skills and you're able to use commerce and use merchandising and apparel as a, a medium, as a creative outlet for you and your skill set and all the things that you're doing. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not like 
taking up your entire life. It's not taking up all your capital to pull it off. You're able to, you know, spin this up and like spread your brand and your messaging and the whole corp leisure idea uh, to the masses, which I think is awesome. So I want to use that kind of as a segue to go um, as we wrap up here a little bit into uh, what you do in your full-time role at Spotify as the head of creative for podcasts and talk. So I want to talk a little bit, you know, less about Spotify and more just about podcasting and talk as um, as a new category, as an emerging category for creators. Um, you know, how do you think about it? What have you seen from the space? And, and um, you know, what, what excites you about the space in general? I think it's it's almost, there's a, there's a like a real parallel between, you know, the way that I got the, the brand um, off the ground and what's happening in, in podcasts and talk at the moment in that, the technology, right, is kind of democratizing the access and the ability to create and get an idea off the ground, right? And that you're seeing that with uh, whether it's apparel or whether it's a, a podcast, like here we are, you know, on this software, just kind of both in our homes. And and five, 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been possible, right? You would, you would need a studio, you would need professional kind of uh, equipment, and that immediately just like, cuts out a vast majority of people who might have great ideas and would make great content. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, we're seeing more of, and that's allowing more interesting stories, you know, to, to come through more interesting points of view. Um, and I think that's kind of very exciting. I also think it's just, uh, as a channel for brand building, right. I think it's a, a huge one, right. People are interested in the stories behind brands now. Like I, you know, I, 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 I like to know where the things that I wear or the things that I buy, I like, I like it if they have a story, you know, and I like to, um, know that maybe I'm supporting someone whose whose um, journey I, I believe in. Right. Um, and I think podcasts allow you to tell those stories, um, in a way that we've not, you've not really been able to previously, right. It was maybe you get a feature in, in, I don't know, Forbes magazine or something, but that's, very few people whereas again here we are um and i can tell kind of this the story of you know my own brand uh and i don't know if i would have had that outlet a few years ago right um so i think that's that's a really exciting uh place you know that i, I see kind of things going um just uh, also brands kind of realizing that it is just a channel right? That it's another channel for them. Like, why can't your brand have a podcast, you know, like a corp leisure podcast. I don't know if I'd want to host it. I don't know if anyone wants to listen to me for too long, but you know, it, that's something that's on the table now in that, again, if I go back to the purpose, you know, what would the, what would the corp leisure podcast do? How would it make your uh, work from home life more comfortable? Um, I see it just as another channel for brands to play in. So yeah, it's a, um, it is an exciting time. Um, you know, the work I get to con do and, and be across, uh, in my day job, I think directly like makes me, it makes me more creative. It makes me better at, you know, corp leisure. Um, and I think vice versa as well, you know, like having your own business and understanding some of the, the kind of nitty gritty of what that takes, I think also makes you a better creative, you know, because it's ultimately like, uh, creative in the kind of marketing or advertising business, your all, your whole job is to solve business problems. 
uh, with creative solutions. So um, yeah, I think there's hope, there's a lot of like good cross uh, pollination happening. Yeah, and I, I I think that what you said about just applying that lens, even if you were to have a podcast for Corp Leisure, you would immediately know, okay, it's it's a channel and it's gonna be the same lens as being applied to the podcast as being applied to our products and everything else like that. So, um, you know, as we wrap up, where can people connect with you and Corp Leisure and follow along as a journey as you spin up all different sorts of products and Corp Leisure wear? Yeah, um, I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, there's only one of me. My name's pretty unique. So uh, I'm on LinkedIn and, and uh, reasonably active. Um, Corp Leisure is, is on Instagram, uh, you know, at Corp Leisure. I think there's only one again. Um, and that's where, you know, we do the majority of our kind of new releases and um, like special offers or anything like that is, is a good place to follow. Um, and uh, yeah, those, those two places or corpleisure.com is the store and, and you can find the whole range there which is um uh yeah it's it's changing there's some new exciting things coming as well amazing well thanks so much for coming on today oriel we, we loved having you on thank you blaine thanks for the invite